just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show. One of the things that I don't seem to have any trouble with these days is getting amazing guests to come on the show. And today, this show is a great example of that because we are going to be talking about something that I think is critically important to anyone who has any kind of online brand and presence. And that is going to be about content creation and having your content noticed online. Now, when I had a chat with my guest before putting this show together with her, One of the things I said, and I do mention it a bit later on, is that sometimes it can feel like you're shouting into the void, that you post all this content up online and so often none of it gets much response, if any response at all, and it can be very disheartening. And that's one of the reasons why I felt it was so critical to speak to my guest today. So if you have any kind of online presence at all and you are putting out any sort of content and you want it to be well noticed, then you are going to love this show with my guest, Miney Homer. If you've been tuning into the show recently, you will have probably already heard me say that we are taking a much bigger focus on influence and persuasion in the show. Not that we will be ignoring public speaking and presentation skills, but influence and persuasion seems to be the things that people want to know most about and also still gives us a very big scope of guests to bring on the show. So even if you have trouble right now persuading your dog to sit, don't worry, you're in the right place. We're going to be talking all about mastering influence and persuasion on any platform I have been mentioning in several episodes that we do now have the possibility for you to support the show. And it would really mean a lot to me if you can, even just by buying me a coffee for five US dollars a month, you can help keep the show going and help make sure that we can afford to keep growing as well. I have some goals like getting some better recording equipment and paying people to do the show editing and things like that. I would love to hit those. Your support could make all the difference with that. So please check out the Supercast page in the show notes. If you are interested in the membership level, getting advanced notifications of guests who are coming up, having access to those guests as well in the live recordings and joining us live in the virtual studio when we record the show, then please do check that out and if you are interested in sponsoring a little old show like mine then sponsorship is very much open and available too. We are fast approaching the 100th episode of Speaking Influence which in itself is a huge achievement. The one thing that makes the biggest difference to the show is you sharing it with your friends and your network. So 
I would ask if there's only one thing that you do to help supporters other than listening to the show, please do share it out. Share out the episodes that you enjoy. Share out the things that you've learned from us. Get in touch with us. Leave a review for the show. It's an even simpler way of doing that now. And there's a link in the show notes for you to do that. A one-click link that will allow you to leave a review on whichever platform is easiest for you. I will always look forward to connecting with you right now. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Speaking Influence, the show about the psychology and application of influence and persuasion on any professional platform. If you have an online business, you need to work on list building. The easiest way to get started for free is ConvertKit. It's recommended by industry pros like Pat Flynn and our very own Johnny Ball. Click the link in the show notes and start building your list today. Welcome to Speaking Influence. Here we are with a very special guest. Now, it's not too often that I get up this early in the morning. And the reason that I have gotten up and gotten into my office so early this morning is simply this, that I am getting to speak today to the queen of content marketing. Maini Homer, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a real delight to have you here, and I've been looking forward to speaking to you. Now, I've had some experts on the show. Not only are you the queen of content creation, you are also the author of a book called Lockdown Took My Income. Absolutely, yes. (laughs) So let's get things started by a bit more about who you are and why you do what you do. How did you get into becoming the queen of content creation? I think like any uh, big entrepreneur out there, it's it's a long journey. I've been in business myself for over 23 years and I have discovered one of my superpowers is creating businesses and usually from scratch and usually with no money down. I actually go out and create the businesses and then I either like, you know, sell them or keep them for a period of time, all different things. There's even been a bit of self-sabotage in there along the way at one stage. And that's what I do. I just create the businesses. This is what I've done with this latest one, Copywriters International, which has put me up to being the queen of content creation or or queen of content marketing, whichever you prefer. Yeah, excellent. And you are becoming very well known as the queen of content marketing and content creation as well. And so why do you think that is? Because I'm showing up and I'm being consistent, which is what so many business owners fail to do. I I think I'm posting something like six or seven times a day, five days a week without fail, and I have been consistently doing that for around about six months now. So everybody is getting to know and trust me that much faster than those that just do it sporadically once a week or something. Yeah, I'm with you. So it is that consistency factor that makes all the difference, right? Absolutely. You've got to be seen and heard because there's so much noise out there these days and unless you actually put in that extra effort and that you're really going hard and you've got to really push it, people just simply aren't going to buy from you because they don't know who you are. Yeah, and I think that that's so true, and I think many of us feel that. And we had a little chat a while ago, but we were think well, we were having a chat about bringing you on the show, and we were saying like sometimes you know I I feel myself like it's shouting into the void, like no one's no one's really listening, or you don't get those responses that you're hoping for, and I think people start to lose lose hope that anyone's actually going to pay any attention to them, but I. I do understand that there is a level that you have to get yourself to in order to be able to have that responsiveness and to build that up. 
And so I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, you wrote a book called Lockdown Took My Income. What does that have to do with content creation? Well, it's actually quite a story there because that's where the content creation actually all started. Shortly before that, I did one of those Facebook courses, like one of those consistent things that keep popping up in your face mm. on getting articles published. And I discovered that I could actually, I could do that. I could write an article and I could send it to somebody and they'd take it and they'd publish it. Right. And I thought, okay, maybe I have something there. And that's where the book came from. I suddenly decided if I can do that and I can get it accepted by other people, then perhaps I could write this book. And I actually wrote it within 24 hours, believe it or not. I sat down on a Friday Friday morning. I have the most wonderful family. They're very supportive. Like literally they were putting food under the door for the entire weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just, I just let it flow out of me. With the 23 years business experience and creating 13 businesses from scratch, I, I know what I'm doing. You certainly do. And that's what makes it possible to write a book like that in, in a day. Like you, you didn't have to do the research time or anything like that. You know your content and you can just let it pour out of your head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, which is probably what makes me the client queen of content creation as well because I know what I'm talking about. I know the importance of being consistent. I know about the importance of showing up and doing what you say you're going to do, being authentic, being real. It's also very important so that people like, know and trust you. It's what it comes back to. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. So what I'm what I'm wondering then, like a lot of my audience are – coaches and speakers and people in that sort of space what Mm -hmm. is it that we tend to get wrong the most okay so I think having been in that coaching space and actually having clients in that coaching space I think one of the things that many people get wrong is even though that they want to be a successful coach or a successful speaker a lot of people are afraid of putting themselves out there still And quite frankly, it's a saturated market. And if you're not being the one that is seen as the authority in your industry, if you're not standing out amongst the crowd, then you're just going to get left behind. And that's that's just a waste of time, isn't it, really? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I, I get that most people who come into this don't really understand that there's a huge marketing aspect to it, or, or they don't really appreciate how much time, how much energy they need to be putting into their need to be putting into their business. Would you say that's true? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, definitely true. But see, here's the hard thing, especially for coach stuff like that. I mean, like. Not only do they have to put all of this effort into their marketing and like being seen and heard as the person who's the authority, they've got to actually have time to actually coach clients as well when they come up. To me, the app coach, they can't do it on their own. Simply if they want to be that person, they want to be the person that really stands out. It's, it's not something you can do by yourself. You've got to get help. You can't cope on your own. There's too much work. Yeah, absolutely. So leveraging your time is going to be a critical factor for people to get here as well. There's a reason why you haven't been able to do it all by yourself. That's because you can't do it all by yourself. That's a really, really important thing to know. So where do you start? If you're not doing it by yourself, what should you be doing? You should be outsourcing, number one. It's the things that you don't love. Look, the first chapter in my book talks about finding your passion, finding what you're absolutely what, – what is it that you love about coaching? Obviously, it's going to be helping people. That's usually the case. So focus your time on helping people and hire the other people you need to do the marketing, to do all of the donkey work that you know. Even, we even have services in our business that we actually message people on LinkedIn. 
for companies. Do you know, just to just keep that market going, you need to actually reach out and get help. And even if you think that you can't afford to do it, can you afford not to? So for someone who is perhaps starting out with this or perhaps thinking, well, maybe it is time to do something different and leverage it, but perhaps they don't have such a big budget for it, what can you do to get started even without having a huge marketing budget? Well, look, I mean, if they get by my book, that's a really great that's start because one. if you follow the steps in my book... It'll help you to build an income stream from scratch without money down because that's what I tend to do. However, they've got to make sure that the business model that they want to do is going to be one that they can actually get leverage from without money down. At the end of the day, sometimes, especially coaches, especially with it being so saturated out there, do you know, they're going to have to do a little bit. They're either going to have to spend a heap of time or or some money one way or the other. The time factor is there. It's just coming up. You can do it, but it'll take longer. But if you've got $1,000 to throw at the business, that's going to get you a huge benefit and it's going to start getting you seen and heard. And from that, you can start turning them into clients. So So really, it's probably a good idea to think of it from that perspective of this is an investment in your business. And if you can actually do what you're going to do and turn these people into clients, you should more than be able to recoup what you spent out on your marketing. Absolutely. Like if it's not getting you the results, then you need to morph and you need to change it to make it into what is going to get you lots that you need. Yeah. What about for the control freaks out there who want to be in control of everything? How are that? How would you advise somebody who really has that control factor? Maybe because they have been doing everything in their business for so long. Okay. One day, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to let some things go. It's as simple as that. It's like this is not something you can do on your own. So you can be as much of a control freak as you like, but that's going to stop you from moving forward as fast as you could if you could just manage to let it go. Yeah, it's it's absolutely vital. And I have come across clients I've worked with in the past, and maybe you have too, who really haven't been able to do that and ended up having to say to people, until you can do this, I can't help you. I can't help you move forward because you are always going to be stuck at this level where you can't trust anyone else to get on with what they're doing and, and allow that trust to develop whilst you're trying to stay in control of everything. So I think that's a, a truly important thing to be thinking of but it's not just the time and and the money into this that's really matters and I know a lot of people out there are going to be thinking well marketing seems to change so quickly at the moment and what works one month doesn't seem to work the next month what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on in terms of what actually is working I think what's still working and what will always work is consistency, absolutely. Like anything in your business, it's all that testing and measuring. Like some things are going to work well, some things are not going to work at all. But if you're not testing and measuring the stuff, then you're not actually going to have a clear picture of what does work. Yes, things are morphing, things are changing, but the only way you're going to stay ahead of the crowd is by testing and measuring and really being able to dig down on those results and see exactly getting you the ROI that you want basically. I know a lot of my friends and people doing similar things to me are operating on LinkedIn as a primary platform. Do you think that's a good place to be doing that? Or is there some particular issues with I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my second home. Do you know, a really good friend of mine who has over 90,000 followers on LinkedIn, so he probably knows a thing or two, he says that all of the smart people have left Facebook and gone to, honestly, LinkedIn, the grand castle 
of social media, I believe, and especially if you're wanting to deal with business owners, it's absolutely got to be the place that you hang these days, 100%. Yeah. Now, I've had a few LinkedIn pros on my show, people who are experts in specifically marketing to that platform. But I see you do very well there as well. Now, I've, I've looked at a lot of your posts and I see you have great engagement there as well. What other than working, what do you find people are responding to? A variety, passion, excitement, like educational posts, like really helping them to learn something, helping them to realise there's things they might have forgotten along those lines. This is the kind of thing. People aren't there for you to sell, sell, sell to. And it's the same as anything that you do, you know. I mean, like there's nothing worse, right, than like connecting with somebody and then getting by my stuff, okay. Nobody loves that, okay. So it's about educating. It's about giving them stuff before you ask for anything in return. And I think that's what really works. And you will have to forgive me if you can hear my children. We are back in lockdown and they're being a little noisy down there. So do forgive that. We will make those allowances because you're sharing so much valuable content with us. Well, not just because we're lovely people Thank as well. You. Of course, we make those allowances. We've all been through lockdowns in the last year. Everybody gets yes, it. So. It's all good. But LinkedIn is an interesting beast because I think many people are trying all these different kind of engagement tactics and, and I'm wondering if it's the tactics sometimes that get in the way of people making the connection with people. And and I think, I feel like LinkedIn is very much trying to get rid of the people who are like sliding into your direct messages and uh, saying, oh, hi, we, we're in the same group or we're in similar industries, let's connect. And then the next message you get from them is, here's my course, here's my program, mm-hmm. the kind of thing you're saying, which I think most people mm-hmm. hate. Uh, but LinkedIn seems to be doing more than any other platform from, to stop that from happening, to stop the robots. Yeah, and yeah. I think like they've definitely put in, they put in limits every week and you've got to, make sure you stay within the limits and if you're going to do it you've also got to make sure you don't look like a robot you know what I mean but to me it's about building relationships and that's what LinkedIn's all about it's about connecting with people who could be your potential clients and just building that relationship giving before you ask for anything in return and I think LinkedIn is okay if you go in and you build the relationships let's face it and I still don't know maybe they get lucky but I must get about four or five Hi, beautiful today. It's like, why? <laughs> why? It's a weird thing. I, I can't say whether it happens to guys or not. It hasn't happened to me, but you know, there could be other reasons why that hasn't happened to me. But I, I know I have heard from a lot of my female friends on LinkedIn that that's a really common thing. Uh, guys, if you're out there, anyone who does this or thinks about doing this, please don't. Please stop. LinkedIn is not a dating <laughs> site. Uh, go on matched or uh, tinder or whatever it is but please not linkedin it's very creepy but (laughs) uh, that is certainly not a good use for linkedin but i know people do struggle sometimes do you feel that it's worth putting out things like articles and longer form content on there as part of your marketing Look, what's actually happening on LinkedIn is I believe that they're actually going to do away with the articles and that's why they've actually increased that you can have up to 3,000 characters I'm of two minds. I I know that most people are more visual, okay? Even though part of my services is to create blogs and articles, which we need those for SEO and to be established as the authority in the industry, I think LinkedIn is more, it's the scrolling thing. You want to make sure that your graphics are on par and that they stand out rather than a big long thing of text because unless it's really gripping, 
unless you've had Marnie Homer write it for you, basically, <laughs> you know, people are going to get bored with it and they're just going to keep going. You've got to grab yeah. them. And, and that's that's the thing that, that where, it, where it takes some lessons in class. So we talked about delegating some of this work out, but really you still have to be responsible for creating or at least directing the content that you're putting out there. And especially if you're doing video content, most of the content I do tends to be video. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure how, if that's better engaging because sometimes I get more engagement on written posts or image posts. So I think, like you said, it's probably a good idea to do all of them. But Mm. what sort of way do you have for scheduling this? Do you plan your content out in advance? Yes, I do. I actually run like a 16-week content calendar. And um, I measure every single post that I put out there. I measure exactly what time I put it out there. I measure basically what kind of reaction I got on it, whether it was like, you know, comments. And I actually record the comments, the likes, the loves and everything. And so as I'm going through my 16 weeks, I'm testing and measuring the entire time. Yes, I do video. I at least do one video a day. I do written posts. I do, but they always have graphics and never without graphics. I just don't do plain written ones. I do a mixture of all different kinds of things, which is what everybody needs to do because I need to work out what's going to work for them. It's going to be different for everyone depending on, A, who they are because we can tend to attract people that like us and are like us. Secondly, what they're promoting and who their target market is. Some techie guys might like a big long spiel. I don't, but maybe they do. Who knows? Yeah, so you really have to think about who you want as your ideal customer, your ideal client, Uh, as you put this stuff out and have stuff that is hopefully not just targeting them, but speaking to them in a language mm -hmm. that they understand and in a format that they love. So the tracking stuff is really important. And I know I'm Mm -hmm. very guilty of not doing much tracking when I put stuff out there. And so I'm thinking, okay, that's a really important part. And I'm thinking, if I'm going to bring someone in and be leveraging my time with having them to do or would you do that personally look i mean you've got to be a details person simple as that if you're not a details person and you're probably not because you do podcasts like me (laughs) so like you and i are probably big picture people right and that's why we don't that's why a lot of people don't do it if they're a big picture person they don't want to worry about the details so that's what they need to put out to their other people who they want to find someone that, that just loves details, you know, because they're going to give them amazing reports that they can just look over and they can say to the person, okay, there's the details, give me the big picture, what's working, what's not, which is all yeah. you and I are actually interested in. We don't care about that this one got this many algorithm hits or we just want to know what's working, what's not, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. get asked quite often by clients particularly who to farm this stuff out to. I have a few sources that I generally recommend to people. How do you, what advice could you give today for people to be able to find somebody for this? Like how do you find a good person to farm your uh, deliverables out to in this way? All right. So look, look obviously I'm, I'm also the outsourcing queen. I do it like every day. I've got about 30, 30 um, freelancers currently working for my business. And you've got to be tough. You've got to be tough. You've got to set really, really strict boundaries and you've got to stick to those boundaries. Like take my content writers, for example, like it's a standard practice now. They get tested, they get an article to write and they either make it or they don't make it. And if they don't make it, there is no second chances. They're out the door. See you later. Thanks very much for coming. Here's your your money, you know, and let's just 
part ways right away. And you've got to be really, really tough, especially when you're dealing on places like Upwork and things like that if you're going to mm. find somebody because oh, there's so many things that go on. I've actually tested writers, for example. They've passed and then they've got other inferior people to write for them. So the tricks that people, you know, pull on you is just incredible. So you've got to be really vigilant. You've got to be really, really careful. Or you've got to go with people that other people recommend. That's always a great way. So if one of your friends is recommending that you work with somebody in particular, then go with that because they've obviously already experienced it. Yeah. So I think that's important what you say, like when you put the work out to other people, that doesn't mean it's done and dusted and you don't have to pay any attention to it. You still need to quality check it. You still need to make sure you're happy with what's going out there. And like you say, it's not being farmed out to people who are doing a terrible job because they're making a buck off (laughs) getting somebody to to leverage their time even more cheaply. That's really, that's a real gem right there. But yeah, getting, I always think good to get recommendations. There was a lot of agencies out there, a lot of people who can take care of this stuff for you and some really solid advice there. I want to come back to the platforms because I think I wonder, and I think maybe people watching and listening might wonder as well, whether it is better in your opinion to master one platform for contemplative platforms. Okay, so what I do currently is I focus pretty much on LinkedIn. I still, I'm still connected on Facebook and I'm still connected on Instagram, even though I really do not love Instagram at all. I do that to have a presence, but I'm not focusing on them. I am focusing totally on LinkedIn because that is where my target market is. Right. So it depends where your target market is as to what platform you should be working for. If you're more community-based, if you're more, if you're a coach, for example, that's looking to help mothers, who's looking to help women over 45 find their purpose, then Facebook is still your best option. But if you're a business coach and you are a speaker and you want to get business gigs and stuff like that, then LinkedIn is where you need to be. Yeah, absolutely. I know that one of my main areas is talking about influence and persuasion. And I happen to know that at least in 2019, it was the most persuasion was the most searched for term on LinkedIn. I think, okay, we're only a few years on for that. I'm still, I'm pretty sure it's still pretty well searched. And I think I'm in the right place hanging out, hanging out on LinkedIn. But definitely, I know I can step my game up there as well. I, I wonder a lot of people are, are looking now to some of the perhaps newer platforms that are getting some great results there as well. I know you say like primarily you're a LinkedIn person, but what are your thoughts on something like TikTok? TikTok. Look, if it works for you, go for it. It's not somewhere. I've got a few videos up on TikTok. I've had a bit of fun with it, but I just can't see that for my business that I'll be taken seriously on TikTok. Perhaps I'm completely wrong with that. I could be, but it's not something I'm prepared at this stage to invest my time in because I've got something that's currently working. If for some reason LinkedIn stopped working or stopped giving me the results, then obviously I would spread my wings and I would look then. But right now what's important to me and important for my business is that I focus on what's currently working. Uh, and that, without trying all the new shiny things yeah and and that makes a, a lot of sense do what's working don't just throw spaghetti at the wall and hope that it all sticks my, my spaghetti is sticking yeah 
sticking well on LinkedIn. So right now, I'm just going to keep throwing more spaghetti at that wall. Yeah, and and I think that's absolutely fair enough. I, I am I am working to bring a TikTok expert on the show, so we'll see what he has to say if I can get him to come on. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's an interesting one, and I've been dipping my toes in those waters, but that's about as far as I've got so far. I, I still very much yeah, I still very much prefer LinkedIn. I feel like you do. It's where my target audience are at. But I know for myself and a lot of my peers, they have those struggles on getting the engagement that they want and getting the responsiveness that they want. But I do also think we tend to keep trying the same things, even perhaps when they're not getting us the results. And so how can we perhaps get more creative and more different things? Okay, one thing I will say about what you were saying about getting the the likes and the comments, that's a really big thing. I get them. I have a secret weapon. I will let anybody know what it is. If they reach out to me, I'll help them find it. I have a secret weapon and I'm keeping that all to myself at I the moment. Sorry. But, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But at the end of the day, you don't know who's watching you. You never know who is watching you. I've had cases where I was getting one or two likes on my stuff and I had a guy reach out to me and he said to me, he said, he said, I was about to outsource my content creation somewhere else, but your content caught my eye. And this thousand dollar a month client. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how big it can be. And he has been watching me in the background for a long time, not commenting, not liking my posts, just watching. And here's what a lot of people forget. Yes, I'm getting good engagement. Absolutely. However, the people that are actually buying from me, they're not usually posting on my posts because they're too busy like giving me their credit card number. But they are consuming your content. Absolutely, but they're not wasting time commenting and liking on it. They're too busy emailing, sending me a message in my inbox and giving me their credit card number because they want my services. Yeah. They've definitely seen it. So, you know, you, to be more creative, to get back to your question, it's find out what your audience loves. Find out what's going to resonate. Maybe let's, for example, say that you're – audience likes dogs okay make sure you surround your posts with puppies make it like what your audience wants be creative around that put puppy videos up their cat lovers do that if they're into i don't know sailing put sailing pictures up rather than football you know you've got to find out what it is your audience loves and that's what you can be creative around because that's who's going to be attracted to you so is that then you're suggesting a way of not just talking business and putting out biz- business and professional posts, but having a mixture of interest posts going out? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You've got to make it real. You've got to be seen as authentic. You've got to be seen as, as a real person, as who you are. Now, as far as LinkedIn goes, being business, I don't put that many personal posts up, but every now and then I do. I put them up and it's just the reaction is incredible. It really is. People so. want to see the human side of you as well as just the professional side of you. And I think that's, Absolutely that's important. Do. I often say to people with this as well, you do not have to expose your whole life to the internet. That's not what it's about. And I think people have fear no, of that, that that's going to be the expectation that you have to let people into everything. No, you can still have your private life. You can still have stuff you keep away uh, but control Mm -hmm. what you do put out there but let people in part way let them see enough of you to see that there's a human being there and if you're a funny person let your humor come through and if you're not don't worry about it but you have other things you have other the connection bit absolutely it is like you know take me i'm a classic example i'm putting photos up all the time of me out and about with these people and those people 
But that's those photos three or four years back as well. I just collaborate them all through and I just keep like recycling recycling them. I don't put all the time that I went out for dinner with my kids or I met my girlfriend down the road or look at the food I'm eating. I don't do that kind of thing because that's my private life. Do you know what I mean? Like when I go out with my girlfriend for a drink and we go out, we have a couple of hours together, I don't sit there going, oh, come on, quick, let's get a selfie so I can put it on Facebook and show everybody how popular I am. But at the same time, the next day there'll be a post with three or four different photos over the last few years that I've been with people. And, and you, do you, you seem to think that people put way too much emphasis on likes and, and comments on the stuff, that that's not really what yes. you should focus on but putting stuff out. I'm interested then because I, I am someone who generally doesn't recycle content and, and maybe I should. What are your thoughts on how you can recycle and reuse content? Look, it really depends. Obviously, you want to have a bit of a gap between putting the same thing up. But at the end of the day, you've got to remember people are people don't remember a lot of the things they see. You, you think about back in the days when we all used to sit down and we used to watch TV. Like it's a normal, uh, most of us don't, most of us are watching Netflix and doing our own thing these days. But how many times over and over again did you see the same ad? Every ad break, every ad break. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Like people are saying don't put out the same content. But if they didn't advertise 400 times their product, you wouldn't buy it. And there is, yeah. There's a reason Familiarity, why. right? Is that the thing of trust. You trust something yeah. when you've seen it more times. And we may not necessarily think that that's what works. But as, as someone who has a lot of expertise in influence and persuasion, that repetition thing is so powerful. And people don't always remember exactly what they should. Exactly right. Like repurposing content is one of the easiest ways that you can actually cut your workload down and redo it. And, I mean, obviously leave six months between it, you know what I mean? It's because by that stage you're going to have a whole heap of new people following you anyway that hasn't that haven't seen it. Yeah. So save those bits of uh, those picture posting made in Canva, save those little article posts, save everything yep, and, save and repurpose it. it. And I know that I, I've seen people doing uh, this a lot more with video content of doing more clip content, reusing, repurposing it, pulling out clips, pulling out bits of the uh, transcriptions. And there's all sorts of repurposing possibilities for stuff you've already made mm. and that you can utilize and leverage. And, and that stuff you can give to someone else and say, hey, look, uh, here's some bits here. Make some content out of that. Put it into some different formats. Let's have some written. Let's have some video. Let's have some audio. And mm-hmm. that can make that mm-hmm. really does cover your bases then. And I, I see that you've been doing, You not only do you have your own podcast, but you also have been appearing on a lot of people's shows how do you rate that as a marketing tool? It's just another tool along with all of the other things that I'm doing to put myself out there. And the reason why I'm doing podcasts and I'm doing so many, I must be doing two or three a week at this stage. The reason why I'm choosing to do that is because how else am I going to reach your audience? How else am I going to reach a larger audience right away? I'm on here for how long have we been on, been on here now? I be half about an half hour an so, hour yeah. by now we've been yeah. on. The, yeah, yeah. So whoever's watched this call, they've, they've got to, to see and hear me for half an hour already. So already they're well down that track of like no trust with yeah. me. And I've only had to do it once. Do you know what I mean? It's That's why I do the podcast. This is why I write the articles because I get myself out there. I don't know if you've actually Googled me, if you've done a Google search on me. There's four or five pages of listings. From Different other channels. 
Absolutely. Even your show, there'll be a, a Google listing yeah. come up for that, will. won't yeah, there? Absolutely. Especially because yeah. it goes out on YouTube as well. So like right yes. now we are streaming onto YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch. I can't think mm-hmm. if there's anything else. We are stream live streaming <laughs> onto multiple different channels right now as well. So even as we speak, that yeah. stuff is going out there. The familiarity is already occurring. And anyone who is watching us live is getting that already. And people are going to get that after the fact as well, because they can, those streams stay online mm-hmm. for people to watch whenever they want. And of course, in a week or so, the audio podcast episode is going to come out as well and that goes out to a whole different Mm -hmm. distribution channel and that's more of you going out there i think it's one of the great ways that if you are a speaker a course creator an author uh, and you want to get well known get yourself on people's podcasts it should at least be part of your strategy Mm -hmm. overall to going forward Mm -hmm. i would like to know a little Mm -hmm. bit more uh, a little bit more about your show because you're not just you're not just appearing on podcasts, you are creating one. And I know that podcasting can be a bit of hard work as well. So I say you, you are clearly a lady mm-hmm. who is not afraid of hard work and putting in the time and the effort. No. Tell us a little bit more about your show. So I'm basing my show on, it's called Interview with a Legend. And so it's just people that I come across that really stand out to me. I had Michael Ray, the smile guy from Louisville on a couple of weeks ago and I had a lovely girl named Jennifer Amore come on as well. She's just, she lights up LinkedIn. She's just turned 30 and the mind this girl has is just incredible. And so that's what I do. I focus on the people that stand out to me. And what I find really interesting is I, some people say to me, oh, it's really hard to get guests on my podcast. Or, but the thing is, all I do is I ask people. I simply send them a message and say, would you like to be interviewed for my podcast? Yeah. And they're either going to come back with one of two answers, yes or no. And if it's no, it's okay. There's next person. Do you know what I mean? So that's what my show's about. My show's more about like interview with a legend and, and finding out the hows and whys of how they've become who they are because there's so many people out there that are ready to inspire other people. And to me, it's about putting the spotlight on other people, which is why I actually do my show. Yeah. That's great. So it's a way of giving back. This is how I view podcasting as well. It's it's a service thing. It's giving Mm. back. And you get to have fascinating conversations Mm -hmm. with wonderful people and Mm -hmm. and share those with everybody Mm -hmm. as well. So everybody gets the benefit of it. I view podcasting as a bit of if if you're in the pub and somebody at the table near you is having a really interesting conversation and you just want to listen in on it. That's Mm. how I feel about podcasts. It's like when you come across a really interesting conversation Mm. that you want to listen into at least for the kinds of shows I, I tend to like and that I put out as well that's what I that's what I go for I want it to be that interesting conversation that you're like oh I need to hear a bit more about this let me mm. just tune everything else out for a minute and pay attention but but that's fantastic yeah. I love podcasting I think it's a, a great format obviously I've, I've been doing it a few years now but I know that so many people are leveraging it either with their own shows or being on other shows or both and it's becoming a more and more powerful mm. medium I think like anything, it's it's getting crowded, it's getting saturated. And so once again, what it comes down to is the rules of when you're working in a saturated market is that you've got to do whatever it takes to be seen and heard. You've got to stand out. You've got to be seen as the authority in your industry, just like it is with coaching or anything like that. If you want to do a podcast, like 
what you need to realize is whatever you do that's worth it is not going to be easy. So you've just got to just keep going and just never back down and never quit. That's the big secret to success in anything that you do. You've got to just keep going. When the results aren't coming as fast as you want, which they never do, it's never as fast as you want it, especially in podcasting, that that drive, that willingness to trust that it's going to be out there if you stick with it and you keep going and you do the things that that you're talking about and that you're sharing in terms of putting out your content Mm -hmm. and having that consistency and being heard and a voice Mm -hmm. in the marketplace this is also such critical Mm -hmm. stuff i want to come back briefly to your book and just really to give it a bit of a plug because you said we can give away a copy a digital copy of your book on the show today so what Mm -hmm. i'm going to do is this is going to be for any open to anybody and it's going to be i'll leave it open for several weeks because we'll give time for the podcast episode to come out as well but if you Mm -hmm. come and listen to this show with money and leave us a review on apple Podcasts, i will share the best review it's really easy to do on Apple Podcasts. Just find Speaking Influence and go to scroll to the bottom of the page and it says you can leave a review. I will find the best review. Please leave a review of this specific show and you will be entering yourself into a draw to win a copy of Miney's book. So give us a few tips or hints as to what you would get from reading that book and why people should enter this competition. All right. So obviously it's called Lockdown Took My Income for a reason. It was written to help anybody who wanted to pivot, who might have lost their job or who might have lost their business and needed to create something fast. And it's actually a nine-step blueprint on exactly how to create an income stream from scratch, most probably with no money down. So what you're going to gain from it is you're going to gain my 23 years of knowledge. You're going to gain insight from somebody that has done this 13 times already to the point where the last one that I've done, I've had for eight months now, and it's because of the book I have this, but I have 30 staff on. Clearly, I know what I'm doing. So here's your opportunity to really, really pick my brains because that's exactly what happened. It was just a complete brain dump, this entire book. And you know what I actually found interesting about my book, Johnny, is is as I was writing it, I'd look at it and I'd go, I actually do do that. I'd bring up a point and actually say, I actually do that. It's actually what I do. What you're also getting is you're getting my unconscious thoughts, things that I have always done to create a business without even being aware of it. Yeah, and... And that's the beauty of it because it's all there. Yeah, that's the gems. I'm working on a book myself at the moment and finding some similar things. I'm not able to churn mine out in 12 hours like you, but but I am really enjoying <laughs> it. But it is, it is revealing to me, oh, I actually know quite a lot about this. And, yes. and these are all these things that I, that I do and I see a lot of people don't do. And thinking, okay, this is beneficial to people. And that encourages me to keep mm. going with it and keep doing more of it. So I, I can definitely relate to that. If people don't want to wait to enter the competition, how can they get hold of a copy of the book? Okay, so if they go to my website, which is copywritersinternational.com, and have a look at the top banner, you'll see the book sitting up there, and you can go and grab your coffee for just $7. That's a bargain. To to get that sort of brain dump from somebody like you who can really create a build build an income from, that is definitely a bargain. But I get why it would be that price, because you really want to help people in what's been a very tough time right now with being able to leverage that kind of knowledge so that's a real gift for people is your website the best way it was written for yeah is the website the best way for people to get in touch with you if they actually want to come and work with you and get even more connection with that marvelous brain of yours 
come and join me on LinkedIn. Come find me. There's not many Marnie Homers in the world, okay? I'm pretty unique, all right? So if you want to really, really connect with me, come and see me on LinkedIn. You can follow me. You can connect with me still. Um, and let's start a conversation. That's number one. Or, yeah, go to the website. But if you really want to, like, get one-on-one from me, LinkedIn is where you'll find me. Fantastic. Well, we've connected there as well. So I welcome anyone else if you haven't yes. already connected with me too on LinkedIn. Connect with mine and connect with me. We're always happy to connect and to hear from you as well. I always like to ask my guests, not just for their own books, but for book recommendations. Like if there's a particular book mm-hmm. that you really love or that if someone always asks you, you would recommend to them and maybe it's just something that really impacted you. What's your top book recommendation? Can I go with two? I I always let people go with two, yes. Yes, awesome, awesome. All right, so my first recommendation for anybody, I don't care who you are, all right, this book will change your life, and it's called The Four Agreements. I love that book. Okay, by, yeah, so do I. It's honestly, I actually got my 12-year-old son to read it last school holidays, and it was quite funny because, you know, you imagine the normal 12-year-old would bitch and whinge to start with about reading it. But all of a sudden he went silent. By the time he got to the end of the first chapter, he just looked at me and he went, wow. Honestly, the four agreements. Oh, yeah. Those are life principles he's read them does as well. So Don Miguel Ruiz, the the four agreements, amazing book. Good recommendation. Absolutely. And the other one I recommend for anybody, especially in the times that we're in at the moment, is Who Moved My Cheats? (laughs) I haven't read that for years, but, yeah, it's a classic. Yes. It is an absolute classic. Yeah, I'm going to add that onto my revisit list for sure. I, I wonder if you have any closing words, any perhaps words of encouragement or calls to action, or any words that you'd like to leave the audience with today. Absolutely. Look, we are in wild times. We are in unbelievably wild times. And I don't think this is just the beginning. I think we have still got a, a road a hoe yet, Okay. So if I could give you any advice whatsoever, just keep swimming. Just as Nemo would say, just keep swimming, just keep swimming because this too will pass and a new dawn will come and things will absolutely get better. But if you quit now, then yeah. <laughs> and so many people quit when they're so close to the breakthroughs that they really mm. need to have as well, which is such a good message. Yeah. Mindy Homer, it's been a real pleasure speaking to you today and you shared so many gems with us. I'm taking a lot away from this episode. I hope you watching and listening will take at least one thing from this episode that you can take action on and do something with it and put it into play in your life, in your business that's going to make a difference to you, whether it's delegating some workout or whether it's uh, making sure you reutilize and repurpose some of your content. Chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming and being on Speaking of Influence. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, please make sure you put something into action that you learned here today. And of course, subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so. If you'd like to support the show, one of the best ways for you to do that is to share our episodes with your network. Now, of course, share the episodes that you love, perhaps more than the ones that you don't. But word of mouth makes a huge difference to us. And you can now support the show financially as well, even just by buying me a coffee 
For five US dollars a month, you can help make the Speaking Influence podcast an even bigger and better show. There's also a membership level where you can get exclusive access to our live stream recordings to be in the virtual studio with us and exclusive Q&A time with our show guests, as well as advanced information of the shows and guests that are coming up. To do that, visit the Supercast page in the show notes or in the YouTube description. For now, see you next time and go and make great things happen.